to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534. With Fleetwood Mac, we're back. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. And you might think that Fleetwood Mac song is one of the top songs to fall asleep to, but it's not. We've got a scientific study about the top rock songs to fall asleep to. Science! Well, you won't be falling asleep when I'm playing something from Ronnie James Dio later on this morning. Right? That's right. Damn it. We'll be uh, talking to his uh, his widow, Wendy Dio. Believe it or not, he is uh, this week he would have turned 80 years old, and there's a new box set that she's going to talk about. But that's coming up after 7 o'clock this morning. I don't feel like uh, she went through his wallet after he died. No, I think she was kind of rifling through that while he was still alive. <laughs> I was going to say. Like any good married couple. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So there's that and other stuff this morning, too. It's back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551. With you too, with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. We might have some severe weather a little bit later on. Again today, highs in the mid 80s and a chance of thunderstorms and some gusty winds later on. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, here's a confusing story, but it involves a Kardashian, so I guess... They gotta do it. Yeah. Uh, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are having a second baby together via surrogate, but they're not back together. A source said, quote, we can confirm true, uh, we'll have a... True was the name of the the baby. The baby, mm-hmm. right. Uh, we'll have a sibling who was conceived in uh, November. Chloe and Tristan have not spoken since December outside of co-parenting matters. Maybe Pete Davidson su- uh, supplied the sperm for that, because I know he's been wanting to have a baby. Maybe. And he's involved somehow, yeah, but right? But you, you should not, and this is a good, a good piece of advice for any relationship, mm. you should not be impregnating the sister of your yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. But Under- wouldn't that make for a great show for yeah. the Kardashians, yeah. right? It, well, listen, it's hard to keep up with them, but well, this huh. is something that would be wrong on every level. Uh, they said the uh, baby was conceived before it was revealed to Chloe and the public that Tristan was having a baby with somebody else back in December. Now, here's the confusing part: the baby is due any day now, but another source says says it may have already been born. Which baby? The one he's having with the other girlfriend or this one that they're talking about now? I think it's the baby with the other woman. My head hurts. I know. This is why it's so complicated and difficult to keep up with these people. Well, because uh, they make things complicated. Makes for good TV, though, boy. Oh, man, I could watch them for minutes. (laughs) Uh, Top Gun Maverick has earned $601.9 million as of last night. That makes it the 12th biggest earner ever at the U.S. box office. It also overtook Titanic as Paramount's biggest hit in North America. Worldwide, Maverick has raked in nearly $1.2 billion. That's why it's now $78 per ticket. It really isn't. It's not that much for the movie ticket. It hasn't really increased. That's why it's $36 for a bucket of popcorn. It's, it's 12 bucks for a movie. What was the last time you went to a movie? 1985. Yeah, see, uh, times have changed, Bax. You need to... See how cheap, much cheaper the ticket has gotten. Why go to the theaters, Steve? I got a whole closet of VHS tapes. Mm, that's true too. I got a VCR. Did I tell you that? Yeah, mm. picked one up at Savers. Wow, nice. Four dollars, wow. four bucks. Can you imagine back in the day when you had to convince your parents, 
Mom, Dad, it's only $400. Yeah. Now it's only $4 at a Savers. Can you really put a price tag on entertainment? It was only 99 cents. <laughs> smelled like R. Kelly's sheets. Uh, Kevin Smith made a horror movie that's only, only available as an NFT. He's selling 5,555 copies of it. He's turned it into yeah. like a Bitcoin thing? I don't get what those are. It's a digital thing that you own. Yeah. I don't get it. I think people who are into it get are, it. Gonna, are probably going to be in for a rude awakening at some point when they realize, I can't pass these around to people that don't understand it. Yeah, I, yeah, I just don't understand how something that's digital is worth value when it could be you know, you can destroy digital. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't get it. Man, do you sound like a guy whose emotional age is 48? Yeah, I know, right? A contestant on the Netflix reality show Love is Blind says contestants are fed alcohol and deprived of water, food, and sleep and are paid less than minimum wage. Nothing filed, bad could possibly happen. I was going to say, they usually call that Thursday. Yeah. He filed a class action lawsuit against the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're fed alcohol, what are you complaining about? Yeah, it's, it's free, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all you can drink. At least you just don't have to drink and then hold your urine in for long periods of time. That gets you in trouble. Yeah. It's not, uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Why, Dave? Do you have stories of you messing yourself? <laughs> uh, when I was about nine. How but much, not you, since how much then. were you drinking back then? <laughs> you know, my parents were very irresponsible. He was up to a pint of vodka. Yeah. In a sippy cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozzy will be at uh, Comic-Con in San Diego next week. He's debuting the artwork for a comic book that's coming out with his next album, Patient Number 9. You know, that went to number one recently, Patient Number 9, on the rock charts. Really? Yeah. Horrible sounding, but somehow number one. Well, uh, he's Ozzy. Yeah. He can uh, put flatulence into a microphone and he'd sell a million copies of it. So the same guy who's number one on the rock charts... Is going to Comic Con. Yeah, there right. you go. They make their they listen. They make their appearances. Mm-hmm. There's money to be spent. I guess. Britney Spears ran out of gas on the 101 freeway in L.A. around 10 p.m. Tuesday night. Police moved Britney's car to the side of the road and waited uh, with her uh, until her husband came to pick her up. Why is this a story? Because how often do you hear of a celebrity running oh, yeah. out of gas on a highway? Yeah, actually Almost driving. Never. Driving real yeah, but car. I'm not surprised Britney Spears ran out of gas. She seems like the kind of person that would do that. Oh, my God, I forgot to put the gas in the car. <laughs> Oops, I, I did it was, again. Yeah, uh, see? That, there you go, Wait, Dave. Why is Kim Kardashian speaking on her behalf? What are you talking about? <laughs> Britney, Britney Spears sounds like that. She sounds, <laughs> They're all oh the same. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Netflix is teaming up with Microsoft on its new ad-supported subscription plan. There's no, uh, still no word when it's happening, but Netflix has said it could debut before the end of the year. <sighs> These stupid uh, things. They're starting to act like cable companies. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like how much, how much can you microtransaction uh, all of you? These subscriptions and then things within the subscriptions like hulu offers oh you can get showtime on hulu for an extra seven dollars a month mm-hmm. yeah, it just seems uh like how much stuff can you buy and hulu i mean if you're going on the cheap route still plays those commercials in between every every show yeah which is true. a big pain in the ass 
Uh, Brandy Carlisle announced the dates of her next Girls Just Won a Weekend Music Festival. It's going down January 9th through the 13th in Riviera Maya, Mexico. Hold on, let me write these down. Her guests include Marin Morris, Winona, Allison Russell, Sarah Barellis, Barellis, Brandy Clark, and Yola. January what again? Uh, 9th through the 13th in Riviera Maya, Mexico. They say what times? Uh, it's a 2 p.m. show. Right, I'm going to write that down yeah. and put it in my calendar. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and the cars. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Highs in the low to mid-80s today, and uh, maybe some gusty winds, maybe some severe thunderstorms, like at a 40% shot this afternoon, middle of the day. Coming up uh, next hour, we're going to be talking to, uh, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a portion of uh, the podcast that went up on Backstreet's Musical Podcast last night. Uh, Wendy Dio, the the uh, widow and former manager of Ronnie James Dio, uh, I'm going to replay that. Uh, I'm going to play that interview for you. There's a brand new box set, and Ronnie James Dio would have turned 80 this week. So that's coming up just after seven o'clock. And by woulda. the way, you can hear the whole thing in its entirety on Rock102.com. Woulda, woulda, woulda. I know. 80. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. You know, my mom passed away back in uh, in November. Right. Yes. And uh, and my sister uh, was who lives in Georgia was taking care of her. Uh, was her caregiver. Well, uh, after my mom passes away, my my sister is also left with uh, my mom's dog. Oh, really? That's like somehow doesn't die. It's mm. a very old <laughs> dog. It's like a it's a it's a shizu if you want to call it. I don't want to say that word out loud. Mm-hmm. What dog? Yeah, yeah, I know. right. Uh, but it's it's a it's a shizu, and um, is it shizuing all over the house? We don't know how old it is, mm. but we know it's very very old. We're trying to like figure out you know if it's like fifteen or even seventeen years old. Seventeen mm-hmm. could wow. be. Those dogs uh, live quite qu- quite some time. Those old tiny ones. But anyway, uh, so my sister, you know, she has to take care of it. And uh, she's going on vacation, so she's she has to you know, like board it, right? Right. But uh, the dog is becoming kind of like set in its ways, and it now eats cat food, mm. like dry cat. It was the only thing that they could get the dog to eat was dry cat food, mm. hmm. which okay, right? Well, it's basically the same stuff, isn't it? Right. So then she, uh, my sister calls me yesterday and is like, I, I don't know. I have to. I'm going to have to buy different uh, dog food for him to eat. At the at the kennel, and I said, "Why can't you just give him the cat food?" Yeah, she why not? Goes, you can't just give cat food to a dog at a kennel. They're not going to serve it to him. And I'm like, "Yes, they will." You're you, providing the food, right? Yeah, at the kennel. Yeah, that dog's going to eat whatever they get, whatever you give them. That's that's what I said. Yeah. So there's no like uh, there's no there's no rule against not being able to give a dog cat food at a kennel. Is, is there? She, is she afraid of the scrutiny involved? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's yeah. uh, you know, you're going against the grain. You're you're going against society norms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't imagine they're going to call animal control on your sister because he's she's feeding him, you know, Friskies, you know, bu- <laughs> Friskies buffet. Well, that, that's what I, that, you know, that's what I was trying to tell her, but she didn't believe me. She's like, hey, they're not going to. There's there's just something she just felt that there was something wrong about the fact that you were giving a, a dog cat food. At, if, at a kennel. If that's what the dog eats, that's what I then, said. Then that's the food he eats. I said just because it's, it has a little cat on the outside bag doesn't mean it's not the same slop that they've ground up from rats in a factory somewhere in uh, Malaysia anyway, right? 
You know, uh, I, I'm a, a, a shizu, if that's what you want to call shizu. it, uh, has a lifespan of about 16 years. Yeah. I don't think you have to leave that much food behind. I think the scrutiny, if it happens at all, it'll be brief. Yeah. Well, that's what I... <laughs> I mean, really. That's what I said. I said, do you think you should be uh, giving this uh, dog uh, cat food or like uh, cat food laced with, uh, you know, painkillers or something to yeah. enjoy e- the last easier transition yeah. to the rainbow bridge? Yeah. yeah. Now, your, your mom had been kind of ill for a while, right? Yeah. A couple years. About three years. About yeah. three years. Um, could something have been done with this dog? Prior to now, like, uh, you know, uh, finding another home or what have you? Well, it was my mother's comfort dog, so All right, well, we that, weren't going to take the dog away from somebody who was uh, right. you know, suffering that, from Alzheimer's <laughs> right, Your mom didn't have the capacity to care for the dog herself. No, she didn't, but she lived with the dog. At, with my sister, so uh, they had to take care of the dog, so it was mostly my sister and her family taking care right. of the dog most of the now, time. Now, here's, here's the yeah. difference, and your, your sister should know this. Yeah. Had she given cat food to the assisted living center that yeah. your mom was staying at, yeah. that would have been worth uh, scrutiny and uh, and ridicule. That would have possibly you know, called in a, a bunch of social workers to have your mom protected from her children who were feeding her cat food. They might but have found it delicious. But, right. Knows? But that's not what's going on here. This is about feeding a dog uh. the only food it can handle. Well, that's that's what, and my and I said you know don't worry about it, but she's all hung up on the idea that this kennel is going to have a big problem with her feeding <laughs> feeding the dog cat food. <laughs> your feet, you're, you're not depriving a dog of anything. You're, as a matter of fact, uh, I think cat food probably has more nutrients in it than yeah. it would uh, dog food. Uh, the starved Stranger Things apparently ate a CBD dog biscuit recently while camping. Matthew Modine. A CBD dog biscuit. Yes. Really? Yes. Do you ever eat a dog biscuit? No, but I will now. Yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah. Well, now there's a chance your bones won't ache. Yeah, my joint pain is going yeah, right. yeah. away. Mm-hmm. I think on a dare once, I ate a liver snap. But, you know, the other thing is, because uh, I'm under the impression, I'm like, what? Uh, can we just maybe push this, uh, this dog's life uh, ahead? Mm. You know what I mean? Are you suggesting putting it down before it's ready? Well, not before it's ready, but uh, it's showing signs of age. Is it ambulatory? Is it walking around? Is it enjoying? walking around? All it's right. it's a healthy little dog. Right. But uh, do you kind of just naturally let things happen then? No. What's- well, yeah, I think you do. If there's if there's no apparent health reasons to put the dog down, right? Then you don't put the dog down, right? And there don't appear to be any... What's yeah. the dog's name? Does it have a name, this dog? Yes. Uh, it's Sweet Pea is the name of the <laughs> oh dog. Oh, my God. See, I you know. can't put Sweet Pea down early. And I don't know why she named it that way. You know, here's the thing. One more reason she, to resent your mother. She got this dog from a woman years ago who couldn't take care of the dog because she was moving... It was one of these old people, I'm moving in with my boyfriend. They don't take pets at the new trailer park. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Kind of situations down in Florida. I hate when that happens. So I don't even know how old the dog was then. I thought the dog was like five then, and that was like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think the dog is like 17. Somebody is telling us that you can tell a dog's age by its teeth. Hmm, really? But I don't know how you do that. How many are left? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if they've got five left, they got like five years left. Yeah, it's like, what's uh, what's your obligation to continue taking care of something? See, none of, none of my siblings, you know, when you talk about inheritances and things like that, mm-hmm. nobody wants to step up and take care of a good old little sweet pea. 
That's a, that well, has been left with yeah. with the caregiver. Poor sweet pea. I, I think it depends on the um, on the moral acumen of the people involved. So you know, do well, you, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the dog is in a good home. The dog is being well taken care of. The, right. But they couldn't. There was a there was a trouble finding the food that this dog would eat, and and the dog. And they also have a cat. Well, they mm-hmm. realized the dog ate the cat food. So now they separate the you know the dog and the cat uh, with mm-hmm. the feeding times and yeah. all that stuff. But they, the the dog likes the dry cat food. You don't worry when the dog eats the cat food. You worry when the dog eats the cat. That's when you start worrying. Yeah, about you should worry about that too. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, you know there may be nutritional uh, needs of a cat that are different from a dog, and uh, you know, so maybe the dog's not getting all the nutrition that it needs. Maybe the cat food is doing damage to the dog, and if that's the case, I say keep it up, double it up. Double it up. I guess so. <laughs> Ran three meals a day. Let's make him fat too. Give, give him six meals a day. See how he see how he copes. But it's like uh, you know, yeah. It's like she's probably obligated now to take care of this dog for the rest of its life mm-hmm. because you can't just give that dog away. That dog was there through all the thick and thin, yeah. all the all the things that went on in that home. You yeah. know, probably traumatized by what he's been through for the last couple of years probably yeah yeah my mom my mom had uh, alzheimer's and dementia <laughs> and the and his original owner couldn't keep him she for, forgot to feed me <laughs> see what i'm talking about i got addicted to cat food because she couldn't tell the difference <laughs> <laughs> well this is a tough uh, a tough call then yeah because yeah. to me it's not like, for me no you, you can't no you, you're saying put it down no no i'm not Come saying on. put it down you or can't let it go you, you, or you whatever can't, no. you can't put it down but on the other hand just let things naturally happen. yes let yes. it go and and as far See, as she she's on the moral side she's like no i have the obligation i'm taking care of this dog uh-huh. until the end kind of thing and i'm right. like the, i don't know uh, rainbow bridge looks good this time well, mm. if she's feeling like this is her obligation she shouldn't be concerned about what the people owning the kennel think about what kind of well, food okay, you're giving yeah going back to the original question yeah, yeah. right uh, she should you can just send the cat food yes absolutely and you know how many people who care for dogs professionally could identify cat food just by looking at it most of the times they kennel dogs very rarely do they kennel cats right so they were to them it just could be a new brand of food they don't really with a cat on the label all sitting up there on his perch (laughs) it's dry food right it it's wet food well no uh, yes the cat food is dry food yeah cat food is dry yeah so you put it in a ziploc bag and you said uh you know food for sweet pea and you just pass it along like it's actual dog food you don't think those those groomer people are gonna know that uh you put uh, nine lives in there instead of come and get it these people, as long as the check clears, I think they'll do whatever you yeah, want them I guess to. You're absolutely That's right. exactly right. It's uh, 621 with Back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Leah Turtle Wilbraham is the area's Rock 102 with Back Stephen Dave and a partially eaten Oreo cookie over here. Somebody ate like a, a fifth of one Oreo. Or is that a Hydrox? I can't. It's one of those. A Hydrox? Jesus. Wait, wait, you're just talking about cookies from the uh, 70s, man. It's an man. Oreo over there. It's an Oreo. And who only yeah. eats part of an Oreo? Well, right. Like, look how much is eaten. Like, literally, like a tiny bite out of it. It was sitting right in front of me over here. I, you know, to, to me, if, if you're going to have an Oreo, make a commitment. Eat the whole damn Oreo. Yeah. No one eats half an Oreo and say, oh. I couldn't possibly finish this thing. Or like you have done before, you said in your youth, you used to open one, 
scrape out the contents, open another one, and then spread the contents from the inside onto one, making your own double-stuffed Oreo. Au contraire, mon frere. Oh. I'm talking about the double-stuffed Oreos, yeah. where I didn't I didn't scrape anything off. I merely twisted the top chocolate cookie off right. of one cookie and scraped and, and then uh, twisted uh, the uh, the top for the other one and then put together. So it was a quadruple stuff. Oh, uh, 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 Oreo, and, and it was fantastic. And you wouldn't eat just like a a, a, a fifth of it, like a, I mean, no, I eat the whole package, right? like everybody yeah, else, like right. that's designed to do. Yeah. Anyway, today I learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And that time for the daily you like that one? It was sold interesting. It. You sold it, man. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. It's like, like Bob the Bob Dylan, Dylan. version. <laughs> yeah, very good, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going mm-hmm. for, and I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah. There you go. Uh, today I learned that during the filming of The Sopranos, uh, the show that Bax ruined the ending for me because I didn't get to see it, uh, when James Gandolfini needed to make uh, Tony Soprano angry, what do you think he'd do? I don't know. What do he do? He'd put a stone in his shoe to irritate him, which would then be displayed in the acting scene. Hmm. Well, that would explain quite a lot. Makes sense. That actually is a great way to probably get yourself in character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think about how bad that would hurt, stone in your shoe, right? Yeah, and how many times do you see him kind of like waddling away from uh, from uh, from whacking and a breathe. guy? <laughs> and then breathing really heavy. That had nothing yeah, to do with right. the fact that he was drug-addled and had heart issues, probably, on top of the well, stone I mean, in his shoe. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. if you, you could pick and choose your... your, your Various yeah. physical conditions, a yeah. stone in your shoe. Yeah. I don't care if you're having like uh, heart palpitations. If there's a rock in your shoe, yeah. the only thing you're paying attention to is the rock in your shoe. Everybody's got their vices. Tony's, so true. Tony Soprano liked uh, Oxycontins. <laughs> a lot of people have enjoyed those over the years. And uh, and that is Today I Learned. Coming up next in the news, we had green goo one day. We've got more sewage to talk about. Straight ahead on Rock 101. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. We might get more thunderstorms later this afternoon, about a 40% chance in the middle of the afternoon, maybe some gusty winds with that. I say that because we had some damaging storms earlier this week, and it caused some issues with the Connecticut River. And as a result, people are being urged to stay out of the Connecticut River and the Chicopee River due to, quote, Overflow discharge, according to Western Mass News. Mm. Areas affected include Chicopee, Holyoke, Springfield, West Springfield, Longmeadow, and Agawam. It's all due to a sewage overflow from Tuesday night's rain. Uh, Apparently, the new sewage system under construction at the York Street pump station, which we also talked about, will help solve this issue. But until that happens, at least for today... Stay out of the Connecticut River. You didn't have to have a warning to tell me to stay out of the Connecticut yeah, River. There's lots of reasons to stay out of the Connecticut River. Mm. But, you know, uh, as, a, as a guy who is on the cusp of learning everything you could possibly know about dealing with raw sewage, mm-hmm. uh, I have to tell you, uh, I could be out there in an hour, and I think after watching that video on YouTube, mm-hmm. I could probably solve all the you river's problems yeah. with raw sewage. You just got to re- replace the tank, Bax. That's all you got to do. That's it. I just got to find a good dumping station. All right. You've also got trash overflowing in Chicopee and other towns. West Springfield resident telling 22 News that on Elm Street, there has been a trash dumpster that's been building up and overflowing. The overflow of the dumpster has led to 
animal carcasses pouring out of the trash bags they were in. According to the West Springfield Health Department, the animal carcasses are leftover meat from the Al Nasir International Market. Uh, okay. Um, that's understandable. You know, animals... You know, animals probably rummage through garbage all the time. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, you said uh, there's a market there which probably prepares uh, and butchers their own meat. Right. right? Okay. Well, you know, these are the things that uh, that happen. Just mm-hmm. acceptable losses? Is that what you're saying with it's, a situation like this? It's right? just regular yeah. collateral damage. Okay. It's, that's just the, the price of doing business. Well, if you don't pick up the trash in a timely fashion, these are the things that are going to happen. Well, that's been a problem, as we've been talking about in uh, East Longmeadow and Longmeadow as well, where the trash bins have been overflowing and haven't been picked up on time. Well, I think I I think that most people have had to pick up here in East Longmeadow, I, I believe. Otherwise, you're talking about almost a month. Yeah, Yeah. no, they, they started that. Yeah. Also got a problem at Springfield Gardens. Some of the residents joining together yesterday in protest and claiming their living conditions are unsafe and the landlord isn't doing anything about it. Here's one of those residents describing the problems for Western Mass News. Roaches, molds, leaks, um, sparking outlets. It, it goes, people sleeping in the hallways, urinating, defecating in the hallways. There you go. Are there any openings? You mean like uh, vacancies at Springfield Garden? Well, you're looking for a new apartment. Yeah. And you're as capable of sleeping in a hallway or, uh, you know, messing yeah. yourself in a corner as anybody else. What does it cost to sleep in a hallway, by the way? What do they get per month for that at Springfield Well, that I, that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, probably six bucks. You know, with the amounts of rent these days, uh, there should be no excuse for having a bladed building. Well, and that's what Mayor Sarno was saying yesterday yeah. as part of this report. He said, I've had it with this thing. Uh, one of these uh, out-of-state landlords, in this case, that owns Springfield Gardens, and Mayor Sarno threatening that the, he'll do some sort of receivership to get it in the hands of a proper landlord unless thing, things are fixed. Wait till I get a hold of you. I got to tell you, I'm looking at the uh, the Springfield Gardens website. looks very professional. Okay. Looks like, you know, if you're just a uh, – if you're just if you're just – Walking around town, you know, new in the Springfield area, and you mm-hmm. look around at uh, some of the properties. Ooh, what uh, what's, mm-hmm. what stately manners these are! Well, I, when I initially got to town, that's what I was doing, Bax. I was looking at websites, yeah. and I was I was considering Springfield Gardens. <laughs> you I still gone. I, I still would consider Springfield Gardens. For uh, listen, I I think you would fit in like a glove. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. That's a compliment. There's- there's an opening in a way there. you can go. You can go in there. All right, one of the hallways, like you're Tell saying. Tell you what, some of these rents are pretty reasonable. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, one on Pearl Street, only a thousand ninety-five bucks. That's mm-hmm. a, I'm sure that's probably a little bit less than you're paying it right is. now. It is. All right, I'll put it on my list. Put it on the list. You're gonna love living up there. Maybe I'll go check it out. Also in Springfield, the Massachusetts Alcoholic Beverages Control Commission voting to suspend the liquor license of a Mexican restaurant. Apparently, they'll be without booze for about six days. So if you're planning to go to Del Rey Taqueria from August 15th to 20th, you won't be able to get booze there because they sold to minors. During uh, that time... Now, where's the... Where's the oh, hold on. I, I think I see uh, where Del, that is. Del Rey Taqueria? I'm just looking. Uh, that is the one... Oh, it's on Worthington Street. That's too bad because, uh, I. you know what? Who among us... That's the... Oh, that's the one that's just... Uh, that just opened. It's next to Theodore's. Ah. Ah. Oh. 
So they were in violation of five counts of permitting a minor to be in possession of alcohol when somebody spotted a few young ladies, 19 to 20 years old, drinking pina coladas and margaritas. Well, they like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. They're not into yoga, and they have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of the gate, I'm the love that you look for. Right to me and escape. Rupert Holmes got nothing on you guys. You're damn right about that. Is that who that was? Mm. Yeah, Rupert Holmes. Yeah, one hit wonder, right? Well, it's an insult to Rupert Holmes. Unlike uh, Ronnie James Dio, who I know we're going to talk about next hour. Yes. Uh, but anyway, Del Rey Taqueria, again, no booze between August 15th and 20th, but you can still get tacos and burritos of course. there. It's, yes, and right. it's only six days. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, by, by next week, you can start getting uh, you know the salted rim and you know, without yeah. a problem. Mm. You can get gas again in Amherst at Renz Mobile. Remember, he was the guy who decided to stop selling gas because gas prices were too high. Yeah. Yes. He's back in business, reopening the pumps after he'd closed them last month in protest of Mobile's increasing gas prices. Ren Gladu, the owner of the gas station, has been running that place for 49 years this month. Said he's reopened without any gas supplier affiliation. But using Gulf gas to serve customers, the gas station now selling gas for $4 regular, $4.35 special, Ooh. and $4.75 for super, according to Ren. Really? Yeah. We're going to head over there. That's that's a pretty good price. Yeah. I paid uh, four nineteen yesterday at Costco. That's also pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's not good, but it's better. And, and, and gas well, prices over the last 28 days yeah. apparently have but, been uh, but descending. That, that's how they make you think that you're getting a deal. Right. Oh look, it's not four at eighty nine anymore. It's four fifteen. That's a deal. <laughs> you're not, you're not saving Jack yeah. at that price point. Well, and and you're not doing as well as Ren in Amherst because if you're paying four nineteen, you could go get four dollars even for regular there. Wouldn't it be mm-hmm. crazy if you found out the uh, manager at Ren's gas station was named Stimpy? Mm. Oh, that, that would be, be weird. Awesome. Huh? Yeah, loved Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Well, he he could sign a partner. To help him out with the Enterprise. Not too late. Speaking of cars, Ford recalling 100,000 vehicles in the U.S. and telling the owners of these vehicles, don't park inside your garage. Apparently a series of engine fires that can take place even when the ignition is switched off, causing problems. So get it in to a service place and don't park it in your garage. Even when it's turned off? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a fire hazard? Yes. Hey, think about the power that your cars need now while they're in dormant. You know, it's like putting a computer to sleep. Yeah. Uh, the power's always on. Well, remember like the old like the old days, like uh, you know, the 70s where you turn the car off and the car keeps Rat- knocking, rattling, rocking, yeah, rattling sure, for a while? Yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds like what this is. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> keeps it's like it, it can't be killed yeah it's like robocop well the cars involved for ford some ford expeditions and lincoln navigators uh, mostly suv type vehicles park them outside and away from buildings to reduce the risk of things catching fire according to the folks at ford and then get it in for some repairs. <clears throat> like RoboCop, dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> Your house it's, is going to burn down. It's the Clarence Boddicker of, uh, of vehicles. <laughs> Clarence Boddicker, you're coming with me. Uh, you can go to the Ford website, by the way, and type in your 17-digit VIN number, your vehicle identification number, and find out if your car is affected. 
So beware. There's also a new extortion scam hitting popular restaurants, including those here in Western Mass. According to the New York Times, cyber criminals start by leaving a few one-star Google ratings for your restaurant, followed by a threatening email that they'll continue the bombardment of one-star Google ratings unless the victim, the restaurant owner, forks over a $75 Google Play card. And it's working. People are falling for this. In the message, the extortionists attempt to pull the heartstrings, adding, quote, we sincerely apologize for our actions, and we would not want to harm your business, but we have no other choice. (laughs) That's right. We've got a a bunch of games we've got to play, and I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and let you continue to do business. We're going to have Steve Weissman on again soon. Uh, There's been quite a few scams in the last couple of months that have popped up. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm pretty sure he'll be emailing us in the, within yeah, the hour. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, he'd be a good, good one to ask him about when we get him back on. 642 with back Steve and Dave. And look, our intern is here again for day three. Ah, now. Kaczynski is back. Kaczynski really? is back. <laughs> Thank Thank goodness. Yeah. And we've got a mass hat to crown coming up next on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be... Um, Cloudy this morning and then sunshine this afternoon with a high of 88. Could see some thunderstorms uh, throughout the area as well. Severe at times. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 86. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, today on Baxi's Musical Podcast, I'm posting an interview with uh, Wendy Dio. She is the widow and former manager of Ronnie James Dio, of course, sang with Black Sabbath and Rainbow and, of course, Dio. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a new box set coming out. It's a very, very cool box set of, uh, of his first solo album, Holy Diver. Uh, Wendy's going to explain all of that, and we're going to play part of that interview for you next hour. You can hear the entire interview on rock102.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. But again, we'll play that for you in just a little while. Our intern from Ludlow and Winu, Kaczynski, is back for another day. Good morning, everybody. First of all, did you eat part of that Oreo cookie that's sitting in front of me? Is that you? I think I did. Seriously? Seriously? All right. I just I don't understand who doesn't finish an Oreo. Right. Exactly. Wait, was that just here when just, you guys came? Just sitting in? here. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Right. Exactly. No. No. Yeah. It's crazy. At, anyway, you were t- uh, welcome back. Yeah, uh, thank this you. Is, this, everybody, this is yeah. uh, Ted. Uh, Good morning, Kaczynski. everybody. Ted Kaczynski. All right. Yeah. I hope everyone's um, enjoying their uh, raspberry flavored five five hour energy drink. There you go. Well, you obviously yeah. not yet, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, right. you were uh, you came in here this morning telling us uh, about something you saw outside. I what know. is this, guys? I swear to God, there is a cougar outside the building. Hmm. It's He's crazy. Sure, that's not one of the escapees from Club Meadows from years ago. <laughs> I don't know, but it looked at me. It was like licking its jaws. Yeah, one yeah, of our sales, yeah. one of our sales girls. You know, I you look think like it, a delicious young intern. Yeah. 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 This sounds like something you might have found at Geraldine's back in the 90s. I know, yesterday I did say on the radio, I'm single and ready to mingle. Yeah. I don't and know. And there's yeah. a cougar showing up at our door now. Uh-huh. Look at you. What yeah. is going on? Now this is a, you're, you're talking uh, not about an older no, uh, no, no. divorcee. You're talking about <laughs> yeah, like no, a, like a, a wild mountain cat. No, I swear like I was driving and I saw this big cat like walking across the street, right here on in our street, uh, Westwood. Yeah, Westwood, the one that yeah is Westwood. off of where we are. Okay, and um, I just see this big cat, mm. and you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna slow down and look, cause I was like, I never seen a cougar before. You know, you're you're sure it's a cougar? cougar because I mean, this you know, this would be a public service announcement that we need to get out there, right? 
Yeah, no. It, he, <laughs> Steve literally showed me a picture of a cougar. It looked just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, like... Only with nicer shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a little wrinkles, too. Yeah. 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 Leopard print uh, wow. purse. Oh, ooh, yeah, yeah. She's, she's got <laughs> her <laughs> going. Yeah, uh, is there a difference between a cougar... I think they're mountain lions around here. I think okay. that's what Yeah, they no, are. that's what I mean, like a mountain lion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 No. I like a saber-toothed tiger or something no, like that. Yeah. No, yeah. Right. No. You wouldn't but, see that in Western. Yeah, it's like a, one of those uh, Black Panthers out of uh, what was it? Cat People with Nastasia Kinski and Malcolm McDowell years oh, ago. Yeah. Remember? I remember that. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, no. I'm just all right. So it was was it going? It was going across the street and then headed into somebody's yard. Uh, no, it was. Um, there's like a big opening across the street with like forest and uh, you know, like after across after the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's that was, path. There's that path. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right there. A bike trail. Well, yep. imagine that. Uh, here, here in East Long Meadow, you're a young man. And all of a sudden, oh. you see a cougar with a big opening, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you have it. That's the whole thing. That's yeah, the yeah. whole story. Mm-hmm. All right. That's East Long Meadow for you. It's six fifty-two with back Steve and Dave and Kaczynski. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Kaczynski is today's mass hat. No, please. No. He's done nothing wrong (laughs) yet. Actually, it's whoever released this nuclear attack warning in New York City. Did you guys see this? Did you hear about this? No, I did not. So... Apparently, it was as a public service in New York City, somebody put together a nuclear attack warning. You know, what to do in case of a nuclear attack, and they released it, and people are panicked. Here's what it sounded like. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Step one, get inside fast. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. All right, you've got this. You got this. Yeah. If this had been an actual nuclear attack, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have stuck around to hear number two. Right. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I, would have, I would have given up at that point. Yeah. This, does this remind you at all of, like, uh, like the Julie Tremble you, you bear yeah. attack video? Well, well, I was going to say, it sounded like more of an instructional video on how to care for your hair than it did for uh, <laughs> right, right. how to survive a nuclear attack. Yeah, there should be more panic in her voice, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but guys, that's yeah. free advertisement because it said, like, listen to the media. Everyone's going to be listening to you guys, you know? And in... in in case of an actual emergency, I would like to think there was there'd be something else to listen to besides yeah. the mass hat or you, 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 or something or like something that. Else. Now hear this. Now do you do you remember the uh, the Julie Tremel uh, bear no. attack video? No. So a couple of years ago, Julie Tremel, who was uh, working at uh, at Twenty Two News at some point, mm-hmm. yeah, went to Providence and they did a story about what to do in case of bear attacks, and the and the video was so re- was so bizarre. Uh, that it went viral all uh-huh. across the country. Okay, and yeah, they were playing on like Jimmy Kimmel and all that. Oh, stuff. Yeah. oh nice. Yeah. And the funny thing about it is, wow. if you've ever met Julie, she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, in in on one on one part, you know, she was reporting like a serious "what to do if this happens to you" type of right. type of video. Right. But on the other hand, you're thinking she has to know how ridiculous <laughs> she looks because she's just that way.
Great she video. Knew. She, she knew. knew. She definitely knew. It's 6.55 with back Steve and Dave. That's your mass hat for today. we got the 102 second sports next. And then... Vax's big interview. Yeah, Wendy, well, a a interview. Uh, Wendy Dio, <laughs> the uh, the widow of uh, Ronnie James Dio coming up. You're in finally just a few. making it, Vax. It's I your know. big it's your big shot. I've actually done some bigger videos and uh, bigger uh, interviews than this, but this is uh, this is a pretty good one. That's coming up in just a few on Rock 102. And now, Vax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember back in June when the Boston Red Sox were winning baseball games? Boy, I sure do. And do you remember what happened on June 27th and 28th when they traveled to Toronto to face the Blue Jays? Yeah, well, they lost uh, two games, and while I'm not pointing fingers here, the Red Sox... Uh, You could say it's partially due to the strict Canadian vaccination protocols. They were unable to bring Tanner Houck and Jaron Duran on that trip due to their unvaccinated status. And while they were not, they were not the reasons why the Red Sox lost that series. They just simply couldn't contribute to any of it. Now, uh, wherever you stand on vaccinations is really none of my concern. What you do is right for you. That's fine. I'm going to do what's right for me. However... When it comes to really important stuff like regular season baseball games, being unvaccinated can have severe consequences. Get a load of this. Tonight, the Kansas City Royals will be in Toronto for a four-game series with the Blue Jays. And due to the same Canadian stipulations that led to the Red Sox traveling without two of their players, the same regulations will also apply to the Royals. And so, tonight, Kansas City will be playing without ten players on their roster. Ten! That includes former Red Sox outfielder Andrew Bentendi, and half of those players are pitchers. Folks, there are only 25 guys on the entire Kansas City roster. That means there will only be 15 guys left, 15 guys and a bunch of minor leaguers coming into Toronto, hoping they don't look like they're the second-worst team in the American League. And yet, I'm pretty sure they'll look even worse. Listen, I can respect the dude's decision to take his chances with COVID, what with all these horrifying symptoms and mutated variants and everything. But when it comes to something vitally important like Major League Baseball, I think you have to put your values aside and reassess what's best for your team. Even if your team happens to be the Kansas City Royals, because being without 10 players actually makes you worse. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 and Rainbow. With Ronnie James Dio on Rock 102. And who else is in that band with Dio? Uh, Richie Blackmore. Oh yeah, from Deep Purple, right? Uh, from Deep Purple. Yep. And then, uh, and then there was a big falling out between uh, Ronnie and uh, Richie. Well, Richie was an a-hole. I- uh, n- no, no, he continues to be one. Okay. And uh, <laughs> let's not let's not diminish uh, what he is all about. Yeah. Uh, on Backstage Musical podcast this week, uh, I've had uh, I had one guest already, Ronnie Bottom from Faith No More. You can check that out. Today I'm posting uh, an interview that I did with Wendy Dio. This is the widow of Ronnie James Dio, who died 12 years ago uh, from stomach cancer. This week he would have turned 80 years old uh, had he not died. And a brand new box set is about to be released from his uh, first solo album as Dio and uh, Holy Diver. It's a really cool box set, and uh, Wendy will tell you all about that. And uh, you can hear the entire interview on rock102.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. This is my conversation with Wendy Dio on Rock 102. Hi, Mike. I'm very well, thank you. Great to talk to you. I, I can't, first, I, I can't believe, one, that it's been 12 years since, uh, since Ronnie died. 
more importantly, I can't um, I can't even believe that this week he would have turned 80 years old. That's unfathomable. I know. To me. I, I can't imagine Ronnie 80 years old. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one and only time I met him, this would have been, oh, I don't know, 1990, 91, somewhere around there. Uh, he he'd come to a radio station for an interview with our afternoon guy, and I and I happened to be there, and it, you know it was like he was maybe like one of the nicest rock stars we we had ever met. He wanted to know everybody's name. He was very generous and 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 curious and grateful. I don't think people understand how much that can be a real rarity in in rock music, but he was something pretty special when it comes to that. Oh, absolutely! He loved his fans. He loved what he did for a living. He loved being, he loved performing. He loved his music, and you know that was that was his life. He never forgot where he came from, and you know he's a very humble human being. And when he wasn't on stage, he was he was also pretty good at remembering names. The the, the afternoon oh, guy. Oh God, yeah, he the, was like an elephant. Oh, I I don't know anybody that would remember the names the way he used to. Mm-mm. The the afternoon guy we had, and again, this is a station in Milwaukee. The afternoon guy had been working in San Antonio like five years before that. And Ronnie comes into the studio and he remembered his name. And he's like, we were all like, how do you? Rem-? I couldn't remember, you know, the guy's name I met, you know, for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Me neither. I, I Me neither. About- but no, he did. He had an uncanny remembering for people's names. He really loved people. He loved to talk to people. He loved people, and he always made people feel really special. It's interesting because you, know, upon what I knew of him in a very brief period of time, it has always shocked me how he seems to have, like during his career, always found himself in very difficult, toxic relationships with with band members. And always, to me, it's like, well, it couldn't have been Ronnie's fault. He's too nice of a guy. Uh, but Ronnie, during his working, uh, he was definitely more, was in control, and he was a perfectionist, and he would get really mad if someone wasn't perfect, and that's that's what a lot of the things were musical differences. You know, and I know a lot has been written about his uh, his issues with with Richie Blackmore, and, and and I understand that because he certainly would not be alone on that list of people who had problems with Richie Blackmore. Yeah, you know, that was a pretty. You know, I I think when he left Rainbow and joined Black Sabbath. And certainly when he went solo, you you could see that these were much happier times for Ronnie yes. as, as a performer and maybe even as an individually happier. Although he was very, very um, happy to play the last, I, w- I was really happy that he got to play with Sabbath again at the end. You know, it was like we came full circle before he passed away. And he was having such a good time with them. And he just loved, uh, he always called Tony the Riff Master. And, you know, playing with Giza Butler, it was an amazing bass and Vinny, you know. And they they all played so well together. It was like, like that last tour was so amazing, even though he had the problem with his stomach, uh, you know, it, he would get up on stage and just have the, the time of his life. He, he Because they were great, such great musicians. They were great musicians, and I, and I think people may not understand the difficulty that it takes for a guy to replace a lead singer in an already successful band. For him, you know, to, to come oh. into that situation and replace a guy yeah. like Ozzy Osbourne just as his solo career is really kicking into gear, that's an extraordinarily difficult thing to pull off. try to be Ozzy or want to replace Ozzy, it's two separate, it's two separate bands, really, you know yeah. what I mean? Ozzy was an innovator and he was a great performer, 
And, you know, Ronnie just, he, he was a great melodic. The band became more melodic. So there's two different kinds of, and I think a lot of the Sabbath bands will buy both, both versions and like them both equally. Now, you, you were in the, uh, the music business prior to meeting uh, Ronnie. How, how did you come to meet him? Uh, well, I was over in um, in L.A. I had to come over to Los Angeles, and um, I was waiting for my green card, and I was uh, working at the Rainbow Bar and Grill, and um, I met Ronnie there because I knew uh, Richie and his wife, uh, Babsy, at the time, and they invited me to a party, and I met Ronnie there, and uh, you know, he kept following me around and said he's a bit short for me, <laughs> and um, but I fell in love with his brains. So that is one of the things that, that kind of stands out about the guy is, is his intelligence was really, really evident. Not, I mean, not just in the interview that that I uh, you know got to observe him doing, but in other interviews, you know, he's just a very, you know, just a well, you know, thought out guy. And he's not, you know, I, it was always funny to me when you, when you saw someone who was new and coming on the scene for the very first time, there was this, all this macho bravado and, and, uh, and, and excitement about, about this, but you know, some of the veteran musicians they could take the time to be regular human beings again it was and he was one oh, of those absolutely. he yep. was one of those guys where you know when you when you talk to him and even the connection he had with fans for his career i mean you could you could definitely right. sense that he was not like a like a two-dimensional type of individual at all no 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 he, he could talk to someone who was eight or someone's 80 and find something interesting to talk about them because he basically wanted to talk about them, about you, not about himself, which was, you know, he had a way of bringing people out and making them feel really special. When uh, when he left Rainbow, you became his, his manager, and obviously you talked about you know, Black Sabbath, but the decision for him to eventually go solo and uh, inform Dio with uh, Vinny Apice and then to sell... A, a double platinum amount of records on that on that first album, Holy Diver. That had to be incredibly validating for a guy like like Ronnie, who had been working oh, at this. Absolutely, absolutely. That was like Ronnie was finally in control of his own destiny, and you know, he. I mean, he put his heart and soul into that album, not knowing what it was going to do. None of us did. Even the record label didn't have a clue what was going to happen. Um, uh, they came in at the like when it was started being successful, but you know, well, things have changed now because Rhino is fantastic now. They do a great job, and they've got some really great, passionate people there now. But in those days, it was it wasn't very helpful. We did a lot of stuff on our own, and it was so gratifying to see all the hard work pay off. It was just wonderful. When I saw, you know, like the first show they did and, and I saw the applause from the audience and how much they loved it. And I was like, it gave me goosebumps. The box set of Holy Diver is uh, is coming out. And, and, and tell me what uh, what's going on with this box set. I've had a chance to listen to a couple of tracks on it. I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing. Tell me about what the, uh, the box set uh, is all about and what fans can look forward to. Well, you've got the original Holy Diver album and then you've got the remix, remastered one by Joe Barishi which um, is, is really in your face. I think Ronnie would have uh, really uh, liked what Joe did, and it's, uh, there's no fade-ins in the endings. It's, uh, it just ends. And then, then we found some outtakes in the, uh, in the vault, so there's outtakes of making the record. Um, there's a live Fresno show um, that has never been out before that was done in 1983 on the Holy Diver Tour. And then there's some little gems that we picked out from the B-sides of, of singles and things. So I, I think it's overall a really lovely package, and I'm very, very pleased with it. 
I know I know I don't have you for for too much longer, but I did want to ask you a little bit about uh, about Ronnie's death. I, I he died in in 2010. Could you sense that something was wrong with him physically before he was diagnosed with cancer, or was this you know a, a real sudden diagnosis and illness? Well, he had um, he had like stomach uh, like he was eating tums like they were going out of style. He was having a lot of indigestion problems and stuff. And I had actually taken him to a doctor like six years before he passed for it, and uh, they said, "Oh, it's just a gas bubble. Don't worry about it." But had I known what I know now, I would have insisted to you know to have a, a lot of tests and things. But, you know, at that time, we didn't know anything about cancer. That's why, you know, I push so much that early detection saves lives. You know, you have to go and, and get checked out because, you know, by the time by the time we found out, it was, Ronnie was already stage four. So it was mm. like, um, that was six months before he passed away. Wow. And, and certainly you've done an awful lot for, for cancer research and raising money and, and awareness, too. So, I mean, it's, and I think a lot of people appreciate your efforts in that. So again, the, the the box set is is out. Holy Diver! I can't believe it's it was 1983 when it was released. I I know I have to let you go, but uh, but Wendy, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you, and 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 best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. You bet. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you. Bax, Steve, and Dave in the morning on Rock 102. Cream. Bax, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Good morning. By the way, if you uh, you missed uh, that interview with Ronnie James Dio's widow, Wendy Dio. That's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the, on rock102.com. I got another pretty cool one coming up on Monday. Uh, Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus will be joining me all the way from Australia. Mm. It's like one of those uh, Ooh, Zoom calls I had to do from Australia yeah. where the only way to talk to him was, uh, so it was, I, I talked to him at 8 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I spoke to him at 8 o'clock in the morning the following day. Blew my mind how you worked it's that like out. Traveling with through time, you're like wow. Doc Brown and the DeLorean. I swear mm-hmm. to God, it's like you're, it's, you're doing time traveling to mm-hmm. do an interview on Zoom in Australia. Yeah, where they have all sorts of weird animals, by the way, not just cougars that Kaczynski saw today, yeah. but they've got all this like wombats and like snakes and like uh, octopi that crawl on the ground and get their victims. I mean, it's, it's, the Outback, uh, it's scary. Man. Yeah, it's down under. Did you not? Uh, were you just discovering this now? You're just uh, learning this. Uh, no, uh, I, kangaroos I, have been out there for a long time. Yeah, but they're not dangerous, really, unless you try. Have and you box. ever seen videos of kangaroos? Oh, they will if, kick you. They will mess you up. <laughs> They'll if, kick you to to here. Yeah, like if if he got kicked by a kangaroo, you'd be doing a person interview. You know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> he brings up a good point. You know, because he's a brilliant in his own. Way, kind of. Where, where am I? <laughs> I what I, year is this? I'm thinking of the same <laughs> yeah, question, yeah, Steve. Yeah. It's like, like, what happened to I, it all? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's 729. We have news next to Rock 102. The free music. It's 732. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint. For tending in your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield, Today, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. We may have some more severe weather again this afternoon. Say, middle of the afternoon, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, about a 40% chance for some severe thunderstorms and some gusty winds that would go along with it. Now, we had some earlier this week, which is why we had the green goo flowing into the river, and now the Connecticut River and the Chicopee River are out of bounds because of some of the sewage overflow that occurred from Tuesday night's rain. I'd like to see uh, Mayor Bill Zappelli, uh, you know, 
Hey, hey, uh, you, we told you, uh, you said it's safe with that green goo. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, I was going to, but not now. There's poo <laughs> in the river. Well, that's di- I mean, different. The Connecticut River and the Chicopee River, because of that sewage overflow, uh, Western Mass News investigated, and the new sewage system under construction at the York Street pump station is supposed to fix all of that, but... It's not ready yet, and yeah. so you got to stay out of the Connecticut River and the Chicopee River today, at least until further notice. I'll drink around the green goo. Yeah, yeah. but the sewage is gross. Yeah, there goes my magnet fishing trip today. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. You don't want to be putting your elbows deep in that stuff. Mm. Uh, speaking of gross, residents at Springfield Gardens complaining about living conditions there. Here's one of the residents talking to Western Mass News. Roaches, molds, leaks, um, sparking outlets, uh, people sleeping in the hallways, urinating, defecating in the hallways. Sounds wonderful. It's With vista views. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how breathtaking. Yeah. yeah, Don't pay attention to that. Right. Look over there. Yeah. Now, is there, a, is there a, a health club inside this uh, palatial estate or what? I don't know. But Just plug your nose, you know. Mayor Dom Sarno speaking out about the problems at Springfield Gardens. I get sick and tired, sick and tired of these absentee, out-of-town landlords or property owners uh, that want to do this uh, to my residents. If we have to, you know, we'll look at court-ordered receiverships for responsible receivers to take over. He'll turn over Springfield Gardens to somebody else who can manage it properly. That's right, these dingbats owning these, uh, owning these buildings. You don't, uh, you don't cross me. You know what you know I can do, Bax? What? I can eat an entire apple starting with the core. Wow. <laughs> I believe Mayor Sarno yeah, could do it. Yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely mm-hmm. could. Well, anyway, when the mayor speaks, people usually listen. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's me speaking. And by the way, that tenant was uh, Crystal Greenberg, who was talking to Western Mass News about the conditions there with the roaches, the mold, the leaks. I've lived in worse places, to be honest. You have not. I have really urinating, not. defecating in the hallways, people sleeping out in the middle of that. Really? Well, you know, for, you know, one one man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, mm. I mean, uh, it sounds bad, but you know, like Steve said, maybe some breathtaking views of the city. Maybe there's mm-hmm. ample parking. You know, right. there's some things that you know, there's always a good with a bad. All right. Also Shopping got- in minutes. Yes. True. <laughs> Lots of amenities. Yes. yes. Great restaurants in the area, too, right? Just a simple walk to the park. Mm. You have a trash overflowing in Chicopee and other towns, and another concern in West Springfield, according to 22 News, trash dumpster that's been building up and overflowing, and animal carcasses from leftover meat from an international market nearby in West Springfield, leading to animals pouring out of the trash bags they were once in. Better keep those carcasses out of Springfield. Mm-hmm. Mayor Darnell, Mayor Sarno will crack down on that too. Yes, he would. Mm-hmm. By the way, I sell my urine in most stores throughout the area. You might have seen it as Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> There's a crime scene at Webster Commons Plaza that was closed recently while state and local police investigated a murder. 51 year old Bernard Cusson Jr. from Webster being held in connection with the death of another Webster man. They got surveillance footage obtained by investigators showing Cusson wearing a bucket hat and a dark-colored backpack, walking in the area of big lots, and carrying multiple large rocks over and over again. Carrying those rocks from the store's rear parking lot toward a small alley that leads to the front entrance of the big lots there. 
He's seen walking back and forth to the rocks multiple times before leaving through the parking lot of Burger King and heading toward East Main Street. Very descriptive. Cusson, the suspect, also had blood-stained gardening gloves. An autopsy determined that the victim, 39-year-old Joseph Bodice, known to Webster police as a homeless man who slept in the area of Big Lots, he had fractures to his skull consistent mm. with blunt force trauma. Damn. Wow. May Joseph rest in peace. Good point. Yes. Thank God we have Kaczynski on hand to yes. punctuate every story. He, I mean, who can argue? <laughs> who can argue with him? No, I can't. Can you? I can't. I can't. <laughs> Steve's actually crying. I know. He's not uh, actually laughing. He's crying. Yeah. On the Tears. inside and on the outside. Yeah, right. Yes. Mm. Okay. A bust in Springfield for the Massachusetts Alcoholic Beverages Control Commission had to suspend the liquor license of the Delray Taqueria. Worthington no, Street. not the Delray Taqueria. It's brand new, right? Uh, yeah, they've only been around for a little while. It, they, they moved into uh, where the old Naismiths was. Okay. Well, they were serving underage girls. A few young ladies, about 19 to 20 years old, apparently spotted drinking pina coladas and margaritas. And after the inspection, the suspension will be laid down August 15th to the 20th. Six-day period during that time, Delray can be open for business, but may not serve alcohol. I don't understand why they... uh, You're going to lose your legal license for five days coming up. Why don't you just take the five days, like, right away? It would be like if you were uh, suspended in school or had uh, detention. You'd want to take that detention right away. You wouldn't want to wait to... Oh, yeah, you get detention next month. At no, yeah, you, you get it over with. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, is there like an appeals process or have they already yes. gone through that? No, the appeal could yet to yet to happen, hmm. yet to yet to occur. So we'll see if they decide to appeal. Maybe they just accept their punishment. Maybe. You know, I think as a Mexican restaurant, uh, you know, and I love Mexican food. I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would have a hard time going to one if there were no booze. Taco Bell uh, has no booze, well, and that's wait, not real Mexican. Wait, so, some of them do now. Some of the Taco not in this not area. A, not in this area. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, people people like to drink their margaritas, and they like to drink their, uh, you know, their pina coladas mm-hmm. and, uh, and their cervezas. And I can't blame them because that does enhance all those many flavors of the dish. Mm-hmm. Well, pina it's colada a, in the drive-thru, right? You know? It's only a six-day period, by the way. So we'll see. All right. Renz Mobile, remember the gas station in Amherst that closed down because the owner of the station was upset about gas prices? So he decided, you know what? I'm not selling gas if that's the price they want me to sell it for. Well, he's reopened, and he's selling gas now for pretty good prices. $4 for regular, $4.35 for special, and $4.75 for super, according to Ren Gladu. A great marketing uh, ploy on that on uh, on his end, right? Oh, I'm not selling this gas too expensive. And then when it gets cheaper, you're selling it for twenty cents cheaper than Costco is selling it. You know, at first I thought, well, is this guy out of his mind? But now he seemed like a pretty smart dude after all yeah, said yeah, and done. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but can he handle the, the, the you know the the huge crush of traffic? That's I mean, because there's gonna be people backed up around I mean, the corner going to this. Place, how right? insane is that? You know, there's gonna be mm-hmm. you know, you know, lines forming because mm-hmm. you know he's reduced the price by 
would you say 20 cents 20 20 you're saving 20 cents a gallon on a commodity that is remarkably overpriced well 20 cents over the price at costco right Steve yeah, was yeah. Saying, yeah yeah unbelievable but a lot more than that over the you know the average prices in this area guys just wait until winter it's gonna it's literally gonna skyrocket the gas prices all right, enough out of you for a few moments there, well, buddy. You know, listen, he's a, he's a youngster. He, uh, he, has, he has studied some accounting, right? No, absolutely. Like, yeah. I have some friends that um, own some gas stations, and, like, they, um, yeah, like, it's it's serious. So Yeah, there you go. This is Kaczynski, our intern, in case you're just tuning in to he's the also our, He's also about to be our financial advisor. He just doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, there's a new extortion scam. Speaking of finances, it's hitting popular restaurants coast to coast, including some here in Western Mass. According to the New York Times, cyber criminals leave a one-star Google rating for your restaurant, and then they threaten you. They threaten you that they'll continue the bombardment of one-star Google ratings and ruin your establishment unless you fork over a $75 Google Play card. The kicker here is they kind of apologize in their message, saying, oh, you know, we really wouldn't want to hurt your business, but we have no other choice. And businesses are forking over the $75 Google Play card. We're going to talk to Steve Weissman next week. Oh, good. He was listening, and he texted, like, right away. Did I say that? I know, yeah. Did I say it? Whenever we talk about a scam, Uh Steve is on it like like, like slopping a pig. He's like super, he's super scam. He is super scam. Yeah. That'll be good. 742 with back Steve and Dan. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 748. And Journey with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy this morning, uh, then some thunderstorms possible. Uh, severe at times throughout the Pioneer Valley. High of 87. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 86 at 67 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and the Tommy Carr Auto Group want to fill your summer with cash. Go to rock102.com and you sign up for your chance to win a $102 cash card. We'll choose a winner each week until August 26, which is you know weeks away. So plenty of chances for you to sign up and win a $102 cash card from the Tommy Carr Auto Group from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It is 749 with back Stephen Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Wayne Harrington. It's on the board of directors for the Springfield Yacht and Canoe Club. And we did that story about the sewage spilling into the Connecticut River and the Chicopee River and how you shouldn't go in there today and until further notice because of that sewage. Well, here is Mr. Harrington telling Western Mass News this. I'm not a young guy. I'm 70-odd years old. I've seen this river go from a swill hole to its current stage. Love that phrase, by the way. Swill hole. Swill hole. I've seen this place go <laughs> from swill holes, and then they had ragtime dancing here on the river back in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. I thank God for this doohickey in my thingamabob, otherwise I'd be smelling that stench all day. That, uh, that's uh, that's clean water right there. That's a, that's a Bondi's Island poofish. <laughs> back in my day, Bondi's Island was blasting out raw sewage on a daily basis, and we liked it. And we ate it. We drank the water. We thought it was like pudding. 
And you can't be yachting and canoeing in a swill hole. A swill hole? You can't do that, right? I uh, used to take Ray Herschel as a young boy over there. <laughs> we used to go down fishing off of Bondi's Island all the time. And, and by the way, I how- would say, John Quill, why do you sit on my knee while I spin a good yarn? <laughs> how are the yachts, by the way, in the Springfield Yacht and Canoe Club? I have never uh, been to the uh, Yacht and Canoe Club, so I uh, I feel like I'm probably not qualified to say. Mm. But I haven't seen a whole lot of yachting on the river. Steve, have you seen the yachts in the Springfield Yacht Club? Mm, I have yacht. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I'd be curious to see what they're like. How big is the biggest yacht at the Springfield Yacht and Canoe Club? I really could not tell you. I am completely without I, <laughs> any listen, information. Well, I, yacht doesn't necessarily mean this giant you I know, know, thing. I know. So it could be like a sailboat or something. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. Well, I'd like to I'd like to find it. Maybe we could interview Mr. Harrington. That's not, he sounds like he'd be a, a whippersnapper of an interview for us. Come on, man. Nay? Yeah. yeah. Clip number two from the folks at Sleepify. They put out a new study identifying the top 10 rock songs to fall asleep to. Here's one of them here. My gift is my song. Yeah. Kick ass. This one's for you. Elton John with your song. That's a rocker right there, boy. All right, there you, wanna, you go. You want to guess some of the others? A lot of them we play here on Rock 102. Um. Everyone and everyone. Going to California <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. All right. That's a, that's well, I'll give you the band. Maybe you tell me which song you think. That'll be easier. How about Pink Floyd? All Comfortably them. numb. Us and them. Wish you were here. Ooh, that's another mm, one. Yeah. Yeah. Lou Reed. Take a walk on a wild. Side. Yes. Because that's the good. only song really? he has. He's got all the songs. Yeah. I know, but it was like that's like the only one yeah. that uh, we've ever played. Yeah. I was going to say Heroin from the Velvet Underground's first record. Yeah, Sweet Jane was pretty good, too. But yeah, I, it was I, a good song. Not to fall asleep to. Uh, the Police. Which one of their songs lands on the list of best songs to fall asleep to? Every Breath You Take. Yes. Very good. Mm. Oh, uh, I would have thought uh, uh, do, 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 a da, da, da. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. That's a good uh, one to fall asleep to. The Eagles have a song on the list. Um, Take it to the limit. Nope. Peaceful, easy feeling. I would put that on there. Uh, Desperado. Desperado. Hey, that's my song. Mm. And John Lennon's Imagine, also on the list of songs to fall asleep to. We we play all of those. Well, if you want to check out the full list, these are just the top 10 rock songs, or some of them, according to the new study from the folks at Sleepify using spotify to do their research well wait a second what were the other songs on the other list did it say yeah there's a whole story about every single genre steve if you want to check it out do you have any of the other uh, genres no why not why would i do that we're a classic rock station we, we, I'd be listing songs that nobody knows the titles of. Listen, we can debate all day long as some of these songs that we play are classic rock. Right. right. Well, actually, the, the truth of the matter is just because we play classic rock doesn't mean our audience doesn't appreciate other forms of music as I, well. I agree, but this segment has only so much of a time limit to it. I mean, I decided... I made the editing choice I mean, you, you to didn't, just... You, you didn't include any polkas? Uh, no? b- uh, pop. I Love You by Billie Eilish. Yes. Uh, when the Party's Over by Billie Eilish. Yes. Billie Irish, uh, Eilish is, a, is one of those people you'd probably want to fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like the melatonin of music. Memories by Maroon 5. Mm-hmm. For hip-hop, it's uh, 
Sunflower. I don't even know any of those. Right. Sunflower. Mm. Same Love by Macklemore. Oh, yeah. Same mm. Love by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I could fall asleep to that, too. All right. You well, know what you else go. I could fall asleep to? <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I could fall asleep to you listing off all the songs right. we don't play. Clip number three from actor Ryan Gosling, who's playing Ken in the new Barbie movie. Here's part of an interview he conducted. Yeah, well, I have that Kenergy. It's, uh, I, I still feel like the Kenergy is alive. And Can you explain the Kenergy for me? No. Well, your lovely wife said... You know a Ken in your life, and then you know that that Ken has Kenergy. That's Kenergy. Well, it's the Kenaissance per... It's the Kenaissance, yeah. I think Ryan Gosling has ruined his career. He, possibly. <laughs> I mean, playing Ken in the new bar... And using words like that, like Kenergy... I don't make and, sense, really, and that does not make sense at all. Renaissance, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Come on, his career is over. I think officially proclaimed here on the show. Nah, wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> 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 it's coming up on seven fifty-six. The one hundred and two second sports next on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to fill your summer with cash. Cash. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.08, and the Black Crows are back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. And some maybe severe thunderstorms coming in mid-afternoon today with some possibly gusty winds. you got to watch out for them damn thunderstorms. Well, look, it caused all sorts of problems earlier this week with the sewage falling into the Connecticut River and the Chicopee River and other problems, yeah. the, the green goo, maybe. I don't, I don't mind a, a tree in my house, but I'll be damned if I'm going to pull out my yacht on uh, on a high sewage level waterway. You know, I was looking up. Uh, we were asking uh, what it what can constitutes as a yacht. It's basically just like a, one of those bigger speedboats. Mm-hmm. You know that you can like go underneath in. Oh, like it has like a like yeah. a like a, you can you can sleep underneath it. It has. I think that's called a hold, right? Isn't it? It has a hold. Mm-hmm. Isn't uh, that what it's called? I think hull or a hold. A hold. The hull, hull? is the bottom part that I, floats. Listen, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a sailor. Nor am I. Although I've uh, had experience with a lot of semen around here. Hey! You know <laughs> I have uh, received a message from one of our uh, carefully controlled listeners who said <laughs> that ninety percent of the boats on the Connecticut River mm-hmm. are pontoons. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Considered okay. yachts? Uh, no. He said uh, there are zero yachts on the uh, Connecticut or Chicopee Rivers, but it is mostly pontoons. Well, if how I'm do not you- mistaken, uh, <laughs> that was the uh, the great classic from Ted Nugent, Wang Dang Sweet Pontoon, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> close. It's close. Yeah, right. No, so how is there a Springfield Yacht Club if there are no yachts? Because I think at some point someone said, you know, we really should have a club of all of us uh, you know, nautical uh, sailors, right? And uh, if you really want to ramp it up, you don't want to say the Springfield Pontoon and Dinghy Club. Okay, yeah, that would never fly. But if you say it's the Yacht Club, you know the Springfield Yacht Club. Well, that all of a sudden gives it a you know a fresh mm-hmm. coat of paint. Sounds fancier, and they can charge more for membership in the club. Maybe is that what you're saying? Exactly. Oh, now, now, but it's it, false advertising, though. It's it's not really false advertising. What it is mm-hmm. is. Um, Optimistic. Okay. Like, uh, you know, we talked to uh, to Peter Picknelly a couple, uh, was it like last week or the mm-hmm. week before? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole North End redevelopment that he has proposed yep. with a, a marina. Yeah. Well, you're going to find that there will be an extraordinary lack of yachts at the mm. Springfield Marina, but a lot of pleasure pontoons. And I don't know about you. I've never been on a pontoon when I didn't experience a whole hell of a lot of pleasure. A pontoon? 
Yes. Pontoons are nice. I like pontoons. Yeah. I had a friend who had a pontoon, wound up selling it, but uh, it was a beautiful pontoon. And we went on the Connecticut River, where I saw very little sewage while we were out there. Well, you were probably on a part of the Connecticut River that doesn't have the sewage near it. True. We 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 uh, we. You're we, north of Holyoke. Yeah, we actually yeah. had lunch at the uh, at the boathouse. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, which was which of course again another marina that has a very low amount of raw sewage. Well, stock in the Springfield Yacht Club could increase if that building and that construction is done that you just talked about. I don't know. I don't know how that will affect uh, things here, but oh. I got to tell you. The idea of this area becoming a little bit more nautical, because you know, I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of know-how mm-hmm. of the sea to be able to navigate around sewage. It really, it really does. Yeah, you yeah. can't just drop your anchor in, a, in in raw sewage and expect it's not going to have its effects. I want to go. Uh, we should be invited to an event at the Springfield Yacht Club. That's what I'm saying. They, must, just, ha- they okay. must have some dinners, and they have like a uh, fish and chips. Uh, night. Let's, you know, it, let's well, interview that guy. You know what's absolutely true, and this is a uh, this has always kind of uh, perplexed me because you know what I've I've been here what twenty seven years now. Yeah, been here way too long. There are there are clubs and venues in this area that uh, that are very successful and have long standing histories mm-hmm. that we knew nothing about. Many years ago, we got invited to some event at the Colony Club. I had never even heard of the Colony Club. And I had been here for, like, at that point, like 15 yeah. years. Is that like one of those uh, exclusive supper clubs, yeah. that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. But it was, at, uh, it was at Tower Square. Okay. I had no idea. Hmm. I'd been at Tower Square hundreds of it times. It had its own floor. That's how yes. big this place was. Is so, it still in existence or not? No, they, they closed it because, uh. believe it or not, there weren't enough people who knew about it. Because it was like one of those, uh, you know, very closed mm. secret societies. But we went to it for, for some, uh, oh, I remember what it was. Uh, the the Puerto Rican uh, Symphony wow. was uh, was coming to town. Okay. And they wanted us to introduce the Puerto Rican Symphony. And it was a great night. But before that, there was a little uh, shindig at the Colony Club. Hmm. And people said, oh, yeah, we're having a thing at the Colony Club. And we're all sitting here going, what the hell is the, co- is the Colony yeah. Club? We had no idea. Mm-hmm. Then it makes news when it, they uh, decide to close it down after like 96 years in uh, in operation, and no one knew about it until it was too I, late. I uh, I went like the last year it was open. I won uh, for an it was an auction. I went to a cancer benefit and I won yeah. dinner there. You couldn't just go. Yeah, it was like uh, it was like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it was expensive. It was a very but but exclusive club. I felt uh, very exclusive there. Well, you're onto something, though, where we could get invites to places we have no idea about. Like, for instance, the Colony Club no longer exists, but the Springfield Yacht Club does. Yeah, well, I'd go just to see what it's like. No, because then we're going to get invited to, like, St. Rocco's Club in yeah, Westfield. Right. Yeah, or, I, mean, no, you know. I mean, I got no problem going to the Dante Club or yeah. the, the Italian-American Club here in East Lombardo. Or, Come uh, to the Eagles. Yeah, we're, we got a big the event tig- at the ITAM. The Tigers, ACs. We we'll get to uh, get to go. We'll do like a fraternity club hopping. Yeah. Now okay. you were a me- Steve was a member of. Uh, you had like two affiliations. Oh, I didn't still you? do. At the Elks, the Elks, and, and, and the, the moose. moose. Yeah. Nice. I'm an elk and a moose. I yeah. Get, uh, I get both. I played for the Moose Lodge in Little League back in the day. Yeah. But uh, what do you do with the Elks and the Moose? And how is it different? By the way, how is each one different? 
Well, uh, they both have their different missions. Like uh, the moose uh, have this; they have like a like a whole hospital where they take care of sick children uh, mm-hmm. out in the Midwest somewhere. Okay. So a lot of that is like a charity for that. And mm-hmm. then the elks, they do a lot of stuff with like veterans and whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. All right. so uh, like we we would take uh, we would take the veterans from the soldiers' home and take them out to this private fishing club out in Southwick mm-hmm. and uh, let them fish for the day. Nice, you know, like uh, stuff like that. Steve. What? That's not what those places are for. Well, no, and in the, for the most part, it's uh, cheap drinks and uh, and gambling. Steve, that is what those places yes, are exactly. for. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Sawdust bowling. It's drinking on the cheap. Yeah. That's why you join the moose, the elks, yes, the eagles. Yes, it is why you the, join. The Knights but, of Columbus. Mm-hmm. But they also provide a lot of stuff for the community. They provide scholarships for the, uh, the kids in town. Yeah. Uh, that they, makes you feel better about going into one of these clubs and drinking on the cheap all afternoon. Do you wear a funny hat at all, like a buffalo head or a fez or anything like that? In I any don't. Of these places, d- d- I've never, uh, I've never mm. gotten into the uh, the upper management, mm. if you will. Okay, that. and I really have no interest in that either. That's just uh, that's for. There was there was one day, uh, and this goes back a long time, mm-hmm. where where Steve was at. I uh, think you went at the Elks Lodge. Yeah, mm-hmm. in Westfield. In Westfield. Yeah. And you invited uh, us to go down for a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. And Steve was your bartender that night. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you ran into a bunch of people you knew. I ran into a bunch of people that I knew. More importantly, Steve was the bartender that yeah. night. Yeah. So you got some good drinks. Woo. Those, <laughs> those were yeah. not good drinks. Yeah. Those well, were, good depending on who you are. Those were in that was inflammatory material is what yeah. that was. That was you could set my breath on fire See, after if you, those drinks. If you were uh, like Alan Freed, for example, you'd be like, this doesn't have enough vodka in it. <laughs> but for Bax, it but did. for Bax, it was yeah. like, whoa, Ooh, Jesus. knockout juice. It was like he. <laughs> yeah. He filled a, uh, like a, a tall glass yeah. of like a single ice cube vodka and then he held the 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 soda over the glass i don't even think you pressed the button i just think it was I just did, yeah. yeah just like a little a little a little yeah that was it was like a spritz of uh, of club soda he roofied you Woo, yeah. man i wonder I had, why that club was in financial ruins too. i didn't think i was going to be able to finish my ninth one <laughs> it was some good stuff it was a good stuff yeah. and, and and every time i've uh, gone to one i'm thinking hey you know should i join one of these places then i thought if i do i'm going to be going <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be walking out of there real slow and sloppy, so I have not joined. Uh, but I would like to. I, w- I want to go to like a like a good dinner, you know, like a like a good supper. So another supper club, like yeah, we're like a, a prime rib or something right. like that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want the, I don't want the uh, the pickled eggs. Oh at, no no at the ITAM. Well, so you you invite people to extend invitations via email, right. and you select which ones we want to go to. We don't need to go to them all. Yeah, I'm well, just saying. I got to tell you, uh, the uh, you know I, the uh, Andy Yee ninety one Supper Club uh, that I uh, have gone to a couple events for. That's really cool. They go from place to place between mm-hmm. here and Hartford, and uh, we strap on the old feed bag and have ourselves a, a damn fine time. You're okay. part of this thing. Yeah, I've no, I've gone, I've gone to four events. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you and your supper club friends. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where a lot of them I've. Uh, 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 guess where a lot of them hang out. At your, you and your good time buddies down at the student prints. That's it. How about that? Absolutely. That's why me and Ravosa tight. 
We're like, you know, we're like, uh, we're like brothers from completely different families and parts of the world. Yeah, you know, uh, you and your little clubs and your music, and uh, I don't, I don't even know what to think of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who has an Elks and Moose Club membership or yeah. something like that. Yeah, listen, well, you, well, that I, don't, I don't have any. I don't have anything. That was coming handy. You yeah. wouldn't be allowed in. <laughs> yeah, you stick you gotta, around long enough, uh, Dave. You'll, you gotta, you'll get invited to something. Oh, you gotta go you through worry. the initiation. They pour uh, anchovies down your throat. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. With your really? Yeah. How about uh, you know picking up on a like an olive off a block of uh, ice with your butt cheeks? Can nope. you do that? Nope. No, couldn't, couldn't do that. Really? Nope. Never tried. Not even for a club membership. I maybe depends on which club. Did you pledge the frat? Yes, but there was a a different stunt that went along with that. Well, what did you do? I think they blindfolded us and dumped us in a sand trap at a golf course, and we had to get back home. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. And when you're drunk and you, it's your first year on campus or off campus in this case, you got no clue. Huh. I'll be damned. And there was no good one. There's no Ubers or anything like that back then. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't belong to a frat, do you? No. No. Did mm-hmm. they even have frats at the Western New England? No, Western New England is way too small for. Frat. Really? They don't have. They yeah. must have some sort of frat. Uh, like, the one, you know, like the frats that are not really like the frats. Right. Yeah. Well, not we didn't. We didn't really know. have them at Marquette. They either. just got freaks, you know. Yeah. yeah. We had. We had a few of them, but mm-hmm. yeah, you didn't want to hang out with those kids. That's well, why yeah. we we put together a fake one. Okay. And that was the that was the uh, I ate a pie frat, and that's uh, and we had sweatshirts and everything. That was our one and only meeting the day they distributed the sweatshirts. Nice. So it's not like the ones Steve was talking about where they're like nationally affiliated. They're just sort of made up. No, it was totally made up, yeah. but we were like, you know, so anti-Greek life back mm-hmm. then that uh, we thought this is this is really the way to go. Mm-hmm. Put up, put yeah. up a fake one and see how it lands. You had mm-hmm. a problem with the Greeks? No, I had no problems with the Greeks. It just they it weren't re- they weren't really a big thing on the, on the campus at the time. Things are a little bit different now, but back then. Hardly anything. So one of the stupid things they did at my frat back in the day, when you pledged and you joined, and when you became a member, they would take your last name, and then they would think of something funny to call you based on your last name. And my attachment to my last name was... Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. No. Was in her mouth. You guys can do the rest of the math on that. Dave in her mouth. I I don't understand that at all. Don't get that. I don't get it. You guys kind of did that with my last name and turned into Kaczynski. Well, that's what your name is. Your last name is Kaczynski. Yeah, I had to change it on my birth certificate. (laughs) So so soon. Three three days after your four-day internship? Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Planning ahead. It's uh, 821 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 826, and Tom Petty with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. You know, when the entire crowd of football fans at Florida Gators games sings that song in unison, they dedicate it to Steve Nagel. I don't think that's true. What, 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 what are you doing? Just saying. You're, you're a you, big you, Tom you, Petty you, fan, you, and, 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 the, and the Florida Gators fans know that when they sing that song. In unison at the games. I don't think they have any idea who Steve Nagel is. Oh, no, yeah. don't sell him. Don't sell him short. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah. 
What again? What year is it? Where it, it, am I? 1987. Oh, pretty, is it, yeah, it must pretty, be you know, must be around that time. Pretty damn sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so someone just uh, texted me said, "Oh, the Springfield Yacht and Canoe Club is in Chester, Connecticut." What, dude? No, it's also in Agawam. They've got two locations: one club, really? two locations. Wow. Uh, I thought I'd uh, let that guy know what's really going on in the world. Well, Chester's quite a ways from here. The, yes. The Springfield Yacht Club is located half in Chester, Connecticut. No. The Springfield Yacht Club is in Aguam. The Springfield Country Club is in West Springfield. The Mercedes of Springfield is in Chicopee. What's the deal with that? What? Well, I told you that the, the Rehoboth Fair used to mm-hmm. be at the Taunton Dog Track, which yeah. is located in Dighton, wow. Massachusetts. Okay. And what, yeah, that's like, it's like, you know, three towns. I can't figure out the, you know, who's taking ownership of what. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's like uh, these streets, Chicopee Streets in Springfield and Springfield Streets in Chicopee. That doesn't make any sense. He's right about that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, <laughs> glad we got to the bottom oh, of all of this. You have no idea. We got news next to Rock 102. The Free Music Friday concerts. Yeah, 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 but I understand. But you're the Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 at ACDC. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. And we'll have highs in the low to mid-80s today with lots of humidity and maybe some thunderstorms this afternoon, possibly with some gusty winds. Speaking of uh, ACDC, Back in Black is going to be playing at uh, at MGM this mm-hmm. Friday, uh, oh, yeah. tomorrow. And uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, our intern, uh, Ted uh, Kaczynski, will be there. You're going to yeah, be there? Yeah, I'll be there. That'd be cool. You can meet Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll be there with uh, with Leah from across the uh, across the hall. So that'd yeah, be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, your first your first public outing, your yeah. first event. Oh, I was at the parade. Um, I was in the van for the parade. Oh, Fourth uh, of July. So yeah, wow. it'll be my second event. Wow, actually. look at you! Wow, the van of the what? parade. Uh. You talk about the success. This kid's already hit it. Building yeah. toward management. Remember yeah, those days? Remember those days back when we were, you were in the parade? I remember the parade. Yeah. Oh, I remember the the early parts of my career. The oh. taste of Springfield. Oh, I remember that. Yes, I do. <laughs> yep. 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 <sighs> yep. Good times. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be uh, tomorrow night at uh, at the MGM Plaza uh, at uh, seven thirty to nine. Is that Tony Sittler, by the way? He does the vocals for uh, Back in Black. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's real good. Yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy that. That'll be a good time. Yeah. It's like uh, we got nothing to talk about. It's like we ran out of steam here. What's going on? What uh, What's the deal with that? Well, yeah, I used all my early, uh, best stuff earlier. You know, with that uh, pre-recorded interview I did, <laughs> there was that, and uh, yeah, my incredibly well-written view from the couches today. So, I mean, I was like, uh, I, I'm tapped. You're tapped. What about uh, Ted over here? He saw a cougar. Whoa! What is that? You see that outside the window right there? That's a house cat, Ted. Yeah, that's, that's not. A, that's, that's not a, a little. Cougar. That's a little kitten. No, that's the cougar. So you, you saw a cougar this morning. Is that what? Uh, recap no, dude, this story it was for like us. Ten. It was like I don't know. It was like four feet tall, and then it was like six feet 
length. Wow, right. that's a huge cougar. That's, right a big, that's a big Six cougar. Six feet. <laughs> mm. She probably doesn't get out much, I would think. Damn, yeah, <laughs> that, I know. That height. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you saw, like, a, you said it was a, like a cougar right walking around, uh, like, Westwood Avenue. So let me explain. So I saw a cougar walking across the street when I was pulling in, mm-hmm. and um, I obviously knew it was a cougar, and it's right outside the window right now. Do you see it? No, it, Ted, we're not doing the bit. I told you we don't. We, <laughs> we don't, don't do, do bits. bits. No, from no, comics. comics. No, but seriously, we're. I was trying to be funny, but you know, I'm try harder. No, no, no. I think I think he was onto something. <laughs> no, he's onto something. Um, don't don't yeah, shut no, him down. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, that's what we do here. No, but uh, seriously, like uh, there was an actual like mountain lion outside the uh, across the street. So, Damn. Yeah. People are, people are worried about the stray mooses and chickpeas and, yeah. uh, and, Damn, uh, and bears. Geraldine's is like 13 miles away. What you doing out in these parts of East Long Meadow? Yeah, you know, like you think that they make the name the Cougar Club, but it's like when you think about it, it's like, eh. Yeah, no. they haven't had cougars in East Lamedo since they shut down uh, yeah. Club Meadows and and uh, and uh, yeah. karaoke night. And then uh, and then the cougar looked at him and said, "I'm looking for the Long Island Hep C's that I was told was gonna be over here. <laughs> you seem like a nice young man. Let's go yeah. dance. Light me up, light me up, light up my butt right out of my trachea." Speaking hole. of cougars, I went to the movies on Friday night with my one of my good friends. Uh, Nick and <laughs> I don't I, my good friend Nick can't wait yeah. to see where you're headed with this one so we had four seats and we just got the two ones in the middle because we don't want anyone sitting next to us you know what I mean <laughs> wait a minute you bought two extra tickets no 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 so like we bought the two seats in the middle okay well the okay. four right. so like no one would sit in because you know some who would go alone to the movies you know what I mean but I, would. I do. Yeah. I would. What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know. Like not- I watched the Officer and Gentleman yeah. three times. That never left so, the building once. So speaking of the cougar, <laughs> there's an actual cougar that sat next to my friend Nick and was flirting with us, the, flirting with Nick the Ooh, whole time. How old was this it. cougar? It's like. Late fifties, early sixties. All wow. right, wow. Wow. Uh, you know he had his arms crossed the whole time. It was so awkward, but it was. It, we were watching the movie Thor: Love and Thunder, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, she's so funny." Can I help you with the milk duds? And her, she smells so like she smelled like alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big yeah. surprise. Um, what, and what's I, I'm trying to what's the bad part of this story? Yeah, there's I'm no bad part. Yeah, it's just talking about. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, your friend must be uh, very flattered that a that oh, yeah. a, a woman of her advanced age mm-hmm. was uh, for whatever reason. Uh, it's like, lady, I'm trying to I'm trying to watch a movie here. Come on, is he mm-hmm. like? Uh, are you like the wingman? Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to watch. I thought it was so. Like there was a family. I thought she was a mom, and then he was like, "Nah, dude, that was like just a random woman." She might be a mom. Yeah, she could well, be a mom. She wasn't the mom of the kids next to it. Like, how do you know? She, she was abandoning them so she could hit on a young man. Because she know, came in like ten minutes later, mm-hmm. like before the movie start. You know what's uh, what, what's what's really happening here is you're like uh, what twenty years old. Yeah. All right, you're twenty. It's just it's just starting out. Remember when we were twenty mm-hmm. and you thought like the idea like a forty year old, fifty year old woman was like yeah out of I mean come on that's like, the, the, the way yeah. the, the lady's practically <laughs> in the grave at that point she's mm-hmm. so damn old, but then when you get to like our age, and you see like uh, an eighty year old Helen Mirren you go mm-hmm. hey how you doing you know mm-hmm. I mean, because it's uh, your mindset at a certain age changes it's the same distance between twenty and forty and here we are you know in, in our fifties or sixties. 
And all of a sudden, you know, an old woman's like, hey. No kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm dating a woman who's three years younger than me, and I'm ecstatic. Yeah. So, yeah. You know? Now, yeah, you mentally, change. mentally, what's her age? Uh, she actually did the test yesterday. Yeah, and? She's 38, I oh, believe. She's younger than you in that yes. way, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That. So I'll lose her before long. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Well, I'm not saying that. We already, You're saying that. We already had the office pool going. <laughs> hey, you should you should have jumped on that opportunity and took that, uh, bought that you. young lady a soda or something. Yeah, yeah, or you like some polydent or yeah. something. Yeah, you know, something that you could use. You know what you can't do in the movie theaters anymore uh, is like do that whole stretch your arm thing and put it around the girl next but to you. But then I would have had to stretch my arm over my friend, and that would have been super. Well, weird. You switch seats with your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Or yeah. your friend could have had the wherewithal to do it himself. But you're right, and that uh, and the new seating and, and uh, yeah, with the recliners and everything. I like the recliners. You just can't do the makeout thing anymore. Yep, you're right. Oh, I'm well. Ted Kaczynski, man. What am I doing, man? What am I doing? What, are, <laughs> what am I doing, man? What you know we? what, Ted? I've been asking myself that same question. <laughs> what is he doing for, for the last four days yeah. at least? That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, eight fifty-eight. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. <laughs> 